All right. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Good. I want to welcome you today. So glad you're here. Did you guys realize we are just over two weeks away from Christmas? Is anybody excited about Christmas? All right. Well, if you're not, you came to the right place because we are in a series called Redeeming Christmas. Uh, And this is a series about getting our Christmas back. And we really believe that God is at work in our lives restoring the glory of Christmas. Well, just in case you missed it, we had an awesome time last week talking about the Grinches that come to steal our Christmas joy. Did anyone uh, get a little Grinched this last week? Any, anyone encounter some Grinches out there this last week? No, it, it happens, right? I mean, the Grinch can be alive and well this, in this season of the year. And uh, we talked about How this idea of the Grinch, you know, the Grinch wants nothing more than to come and to steal our Christmas joy. And we looked at John 10.10, where Jesus talks about why he came, which is why we celebrate Christmas. And he said that he came to give us life and life to the full. And so I believe that there is life in this season for each and every one of us. And that life isn't found in the season we don't find life in loving the season. We find life in loving our Savior. And that is our hope each and every Christmas season as we try to redeem Christmas. Well, this week, I want to talk about another awesome way that we can redeem the Christmas season. It's one of my favorite ways to redeem Christmas. I'm really excited to share it today. And that is to spread Christmas cheer. Let me hear you all say, spread the cheer. Yes, yes, spread the cheer. I love it. It's one of the best ways we can redeem the Christmas season. Um, And there are so many ways that we can spread the cheer during Christmas time. And and whether you're churched or you're unchurched, I think we're all trying to find those ways in this season to spread some holiday cheer. Um, One of my favorite things to do And uh, we actually get to do this here at Hope, too. But one of my favorite things to do is to share the joy of Christmas at one of our local nursing homes. And we've been doing this for years as a family, the Vincent family, Um, even with our kids, taking our kids to just share the joy of Christmas at a local nursing home. And we would go, this is back in Colorado, we'd go, we'd get all dressed up with our Santa hats and, you know, all the crazy things that you can wear, all the fun Christmas attire. And we'd go to a nursing home and get all the residents together, and we would sing all these fun Christmas songs, like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Jingle Bells and 12 Days of Christmas. Um, And then we'd start singing, you know, you better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why. And Santa would walk into the room, and you'd see everybody's face light up, You know, and all the residents there just beaming as Santa comes into the room. And we're all singing, you know, uh, the Santa Claus is coming to town. And he comes carrying his sack of gifts. And uh, we would hand out these gifts to the residents, just a stocking with, you know, some warm socks or a stuffed animal or some candy or something like that. And it was just an opportunity to make a connection or, you know, hold somebody's hand. And, and I don't know if you've ever sat across, you know, from, from an older person and they just need that physical touch. And it's such a powerful moment. And 
the activity director there would just comment about how, how the residents would you know, carry around these stockings for weeks and weeks after Christmas, or they'd continue to hold the stuffed animals or wear the socks. It was just such a way to bless them. Then I'd have an opportunity to get up and to talk about Jesus and the meaning of Christmas. We'd sing some of those old traditional hymns together, those Christmas hymns, and close with Silent Night. And uh, you could just see in the, these, the eyes of these golden age men and women. You see the tears, you know, in their eyes. And we know, we know that many of the residents won't get a visitor at Christmas. Or they won't have a, a loved one come by. Or they won't receive a gift. And that's why I love what we do here. An opportunity we have next week to go to Brookside. And we'll talk more about that um, in a little bit. But it's, it's such a wonderful, it's such a wonderful way to redeem Christmas, isn't it? To share some joy with some other people. I'll never forget this one guy, old, old, old timer. And uh, he had all kinds of problems and issues. And it's not, it's not easy getting old, is it? No, it's just not easy, right? I mean, it's not. And, um, <laughs> and uh, he had all kinds of problems and issues. And, and uh, he, had a, he had a tape player. You guys remember those little tape players? Some of you are you're too young. You, you don't know what we're talking about. But. He had a cassette player, and he had all these cassettes and Christmas songs, and he could not get the thing to work. I'm like, okay, spread the cheer. So I stopped by his room. I'm like, let me just see if this is a simple fix or whatever. Um, I was, apparently I was so helpful because he asked me to do something I never expected, and he said, uh, I need my diaper changed. <laughs> Like, that's too much cheer. Too much cheer. Too much cheer. Praise God for the nurse right outside the room. But guys, what, what a wonderful, you know, what a wonderful way to redeem Christmas. is just to be with people and to be a blessing and to share that joy of Christmas. And it's something we can all do. So what I want to talk about today um, is I want to talk about what makes Christmas such a joyful time. Um, my, my heart today is just full of joy, and I hope your heart today is full of joy. So what is it about this season that makes Christmas so joyful, and um, how can we begin to share that joy with others? So as we talk about this, you know, what, where does our cheer come from at Christmas time? How do we share that with others? As we, as we look at that, we want to go to a, a specific passage in our Bible. It's in Luke 19. So if you have your Bible, if you brought it with you today, or if you've got a Bible app, pull that out. We want to look at Luke chapter 19. And uh, we'll also put the verse up on the screen so you can, you can read along with us. We're going to look at a story, a very familiar story. It's the story of Jesus and Zacchaeus. You guys remember that guy? Yeah, yeah, poor guy. He's, he's the short guy that climbed up in a tree. And uh, I love this story. It's one of my favorite stories. So we're going to look at that, and we're going to see what is it that makes Christmas so merry. How can we share that with others? So let's read Luke 19, 1 through 10 together. Luke 19, 1 through 10. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. 
I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter. He's gone to be, get a mutter a little bit. He's gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half my possessions to the poor. <laughs> Bless. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. I mean, his life has changed. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man, too, is a son of Abraham. Oh, I love it. Verse 10. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Why did Jesus come? Why do we celebrate Christmas? Last week, we looked at John 10.10. He came to give us life and to give us life more abundantly. Today, it says in Luke 19.10, it says that the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. So we have a reason to celebrate this year because Jesus came and he came to seek and to save the lost. And that's me and that's you and that's friends and loved ones that, that are, are still don't, are disconnected from God. People we know all around us. Jesus came for us. He came to find us. And that's why we have so much joy this Christmas season. So we're going to pray. We're going to dive in. We're going to talk about where do we get Christmas cheer? How do we share that cheer with others? Let's pray. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you that you came to seek and save the lost. And God, I think about my own life and how there were many years in my life where I was so far from you, God, and, and, and I didn't know you. I didn't have a relationship with you. And it's just so amazing that you would come as a baby in a manger to find us and to show us the way. So Lord, forgive us, God, for not fixing our eyes and finding our joy in you today. Lord, I pray that you would release joy in our hearts in this room today as we welcome our Savior gladly. So God, guide us and direct us and lead us. And we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Christmas. Christmas cheer. Where do we get Christmas cheer? Where does it come from? What fills our heart with joy? And I'll say this. Um, Christmas is merry because Jesus came to find you. Christmas is merry because Jesus came to find me. He came to find us. And do you know how awesome that is? Do you, do you know how much you mean to God that he would come to find you? See, that's what Christmas is about. That's how much God loves you. That's how awesome he is. It's the reason we celebrate Christmas. Because Jesus came to find you. Look at Luke 19.10. This is such a powerful verse. Luke 19.10. This is what Jesus says. This is his purpose statement. What is his why? What is motivating Jesus? What is, what is his mission? Luke 19.10. Why did he come? He says it. The Son of Man. He's talking about himself. The Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. And guys, that's Zacchaeus. We looked at his story. That's me. He came to find me, and that's you. Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. How do we know 
the value of something? How do we know what it's worth? I think we know the value of something by the length that we'll go to find it. If I lose a paperclip, I'm not going to stress too much. Like, I'm not going to break a sweat thinking about that paperclip. But what if, what if I lost my wedding ring? That's different, right? I would search day and night until I find it. I wouldn't rest until I found it. See, we know the value of something. We know what it's worth by the lengths we will go to find that. And what I'm saying today is that Jesus came to find you. That's how much he loves you. That's how much he cares for you. And we all know the, the stress of having something lost and looking and looking and then the joy of finally finding that thing that was so lost. Take a look at this next picture. I love these. I love these. These are the ruby slippers worn by Judy Garland in the production of The Wizard of Oz. Aren't those beautiful and aren't they amazing? The actual slippers Judy Garland wore in the filming of The Wizard of Oz. These, these are one of the most iconic items in movie history. Right? And from one of the most well-loved films of all time. And did you know that there are only four in existence? Four pairs? One is in the Smithsonian. Has anybody seen that one? I can't wait to go check it out. One is in the S Smithsonian. A second is set to be the centerpiece of a brand new Film Academy Museum in Los Angeles. This thing's going to be huge. Ruby scent slippers are going to be at the center of this museum. There's a third in a private collection. Not sure who that is, but there's a third. And then there's a fourth that was on loan to the Judy Garland Museum. And that's this pair right here. You're looking at it. That's the fourth pair that was on loan to the Judy Garland Museum, which is actually... Judy Garland's childhood home. This is where she grew up in Grand Rapids, Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. And this is where they were stolen. Thieves broke in the back door. They went in. They smashed the glass case. They swiped the slippers. And all that remained was a pile of glass and a single ruby sequin. That's messed up. <laughs> you know, obviously, this is, a, this is an iconic piece of film history. Beautiful slippers. Police are chasing down every possible lead. Private investigators get involved. Somebody puts a $1 million reward out on the table. Uh, at one point, they dredge, they get scuba divers to scour the entire bottom of a lake because they think somebody's thrown these into a lake. It's crazy, right? This goes on for 13 years without a single break. Three months ago, three months ago, the FBI recovered these slippers, after 13 years of searching, they recover the slippers. It's crazy. The guy who owned the slippers that loaned them out, 
He starts crying. He's so happy to see these slippers. Here's, here's the recovered slippers. The FBI recovers them after 13 years. Everybody loves it. The owner of the shoes, he was so overjoyed. He said, it really was one of the most thrilling moments in my life when they said, we've got them. And you know what's even more incredible than that? The day Jesus found you. Even bigger than the day they searched for 13 years to find some ruby slippers. Even bigger was the day Jesus found you. And guys, that's why we celebrate Christmas. That's the joy of this season. Christmas is merry because Jesus came to find you. And that's the joy we see in Zacchaeus. Did you catch that when Jesus found him? Luke 19.1, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. Who was Zacchaeus? No one liked him. Who was Zacchaeus? No one liked him. He was a thief. He was a traitor. He was one of the most despised people in Israel, a tax collector. He worked for the Romans and got wealthy out of cheating his own people. And yet Jesus found him. And in that moment, his whole life was changed. Verse 3, he wanted to see who Jesus was, but he couldn't. He was, he was short. He could not see over the crowd. There might be people in our lives who are just going, I'd like, I just need, I, I'm just curious about this guy, Jesus. I'm not sure who he is. I could use some tree time. I just need some time to check him out a little bit. I'm not sure, but I could use some tree time. He couldn't see over the crowd, so he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So Zacchaeus came down at once and welcomed him gladly. Jesus, excuse me, Zacchaeus welcomed Jesus joyfully. He welcomed Jesus joyfully into his life. And keep reading. Verse 7. All the people saw this. They began to mutter. He's gone to be the guest of a sinner. And Jesus had a way of doing that, right? You remember he had a, he had a name, friend of sinners? Do we have the friends Jesus had? Friend of sinners. He's gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half my possessions to the poor. And if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Why did Jesus come? Why do we celebrate Christmas? See, Jesus had come to look for people just like Zacchaeus, just like me, just like you. He came to look for people 
who didn't know God, who were disconnected from God. That's why he came. He came to save us from our sins and to reconnect us with the God who loves us so much. And I think that's why I have so much joy in my heart this Christmas season. It's why Christmas is so merry. Because Jesus came and he found me and he found you. And that's why we celebrate. Isn't it amazing? I mean, he left heaven to find you. Heaven. Like, imagine the majesty and glory of heaven. He left that to find you. He was born as a baby in a manger to find you. He went all the way to a cross to find you, to save you from your sins. He rose from the dead to give you life so you can live too. And I just think we were all lost. We all needed someone to find us. And that's why Jesus came. He came to seek and to save the lost. That's, that's the reason we celebrate Christmas. And I hope today there is a revelation for you of how much God loves you. I hope you can see today how awesome God is that he would come to find you. And maybe you've never experienced that joy that Zacchaeus had. You know, how, how do I experience the joy of Christ and the joy of Christmas? And I would just say today you can do exactly what Zacchaeus did and to go out on a limb and welcome Jesus joyfully into your life. He came to seek and save the lost. He loves you. It's the same message the angels proclaimed on the day Jesus was born. Luke 2.10, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. This is the reason for Christmas. Jesus came to bring good news of great joy for every one of us. Christmas is merry because Jesus came to find you. I hope that, I hope that never gets old. I hope it's not just, oh yeah, baby was born. Oh no, no, no. He left heaven. He came to a dusty manger. He did that to find you. He came to seek and save the lost. And that was me. And that was you. So how do we redeem this season? I love this. Let's spread the cheer. Everybody keeps saying this morning, uh, the elf line, you know, the best way to spread Christmas cheer. You guys remember that? <laughs> Sing loud for all to hear. I love it. Well, I'm going to add a few more to those. We could obviously want to sing loud for all to hear. That's great. We want to spread the cheer. How can we spread the cheer this Christmas season? I've got three, three ideas for how we can spread the cheer and how we can share the joy of Christ and the joy of Christmas. And I love, you know, I love how... Tom even prayed this morning that we would know how to do this sensitively and joyfully. I think, I think there's a way of sharing Christmas cheer that can be obnoxious. All right, That's not what we're talking about today. We want to share Christmas cheer the way Jesus shared Christmas cheer. And whenever you share cheer the, word, the way Jesus shared cheer, it's going to be good news for the world. So how do we do that? And I just have three quick ideas. These are three ways you and your family can redeem the Christmas season. Just three quick ideas. I'll leave you with this. Number one, bless. Who can we bless this Christmas season? Who can I bless this Christmas season? You know, Zacchaeus, he was so blessed 
um, by his encounter with Jesus. Do you guys, did you hear what he said? He offers half of his wealth to the poor. He offers four times restitution to anyone he's overcharged on their taxes. That's crazy. What is blessing? We say spread the cheer, bless. What is that? I want to give you a definition of bless um, that I got from a, a mentor of mine named Hugh Halter. He says bless is the tangible touch of God on somebody's life. I'll say that one more time. To, a blessing, a bless is a tangible touch on somebody's life. And what we see in Zacchaeus is that he was so blessed by his encounter with Jesus that he wanted to share that blessing with others. And that's our story here. We have been blessed by our encounter with Jesus Christ. And we want to share that blessing with others. We have been blessed to be a blessing. So who can you bless this year? And maybe it's as simple as next week, you know what, we're going to go to Christmas caroling at Brookside. And we're going to put some smiles on people's faces in one of our local nursing homes. You know, you can always check out the website if you need more information at that, hccwg.org. Um, maybe you want to bake some cookies and deliver them to your neighbor. Um, maybe, maybe you want to serve someone in need. Think about it. Is there a person in your life that you can bless this Christmas season? Who is that? How can you bless somebody this year? Isn't that a powerful way to redeem the Christmas season and to share the joy of Christmas? Just, just find a way to bless somebody. And, and blessing is, it has, bless is, is a spiritual word. It's this idea of when we bless somebody, we're helping them to experience a tangible touch of God. When we as Christians share our joy with somebody else, it helps them to know that God loves them too, right? Bless. Number two, party. <laughs> Your pastor. Point number two is inviting you to party a little this season. Can you guys do that? Okay, all right. Not a lot of amens yet. Got to loosen up the crowd a little bit. No, bless number two party. It's actually pretty amazing how Jesus engages with Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus wants to get a glimpse of Jesus. He climbs up in a tree. He's hoping to see Jesus. Jesus walks into town. He stops right under the tree. He looks up at Zacchaeus. And what's the first thing he says? He says, Zacchaeus, get down. I need to be a guest in your house. In other words, party at Zacchaeus' house. Party at Zacchaeus' house. When we look at Jesus and the ministry of Jesus, party was central. Meals, time spent in people's homes. Jesus was known as a friend of sinners. And it was through party that people came to know and experience Jesus. And we see that with Zacchaeus. You know who doesn't like this? The religious people. And they muttered, he's gone to be the guest of a sinner. And they always do when Christ followers spend time befriending those who are far from God. But here's my question. 
What if we widened our so social circle just a little bit this Christmas season to befriend people who might be disconnected from God or maybe a lot, little lost? So that's my encouragement this year. Go to that work party. Go to that Christmas party. Um, invite that family over to your house for a meal. Maybe, maybe your small group, throw a Christmas party and invite some people who aren't connected to Jesus or the church. Party is such a powerful way to connect people to God who are lost. It gives some folks some tree time to see who we are and the joy that's in our hearts. I think for Angie and I, it's, it's being intentional with our neighbors, having some meals with them. We hope to do that more and more. But why is this a big deal? I, I think this is why. Because when somebody gets to know me, they get to know the Jesus inside of me. And when someone gets to know you, they get to know the Jesus inside of you. So, here's your pastor's advice for this Christmas season. Party. Just like Jesus. Have some fun and be a light to some people who might need some joy this Christmas season. Can you guys do that for me? You guys party? Jesus style? All right. Good. Last one. Invite. Invite. Third way you can redeem Christmas. How do we redeem Christmas? Bless some people. We're going to do some parties so that people can connect with us and the Jesus inside of us. Number three, invite. There is no better event that's happening this year at Hope Community Church that you can invite someone to than our Christmas Eve service. People are, are so much more willing to come to a Christmas Eve service than any other service this time of year. My neighbor already stopped me and said, hey, you guys still doing that thing Christmas Eve? Oh, you know we are. People are open to coming on Christmas Eve. We have a huge opportunity to pray and to begin to invite some people to come out on Christmas Eve to share the joy of Christmas. So many of our friends, family members, coworkers will come out if they just were asked. So you guys do me a favor and pray about who you can invite to Christmas Eve. Um, we're not trying to be obnoxious, but let's, let's invite people to come out and to hear about Jesus and his birth and the joy that we have. So three ways we can redeem the season to share the joy of Christmas with others. Bless somebody. Have some fun. Party. Connect with some people outside of our church circle. Third, find ways to invite people to come and be a part of Christmas Eve. And then I just have one last thing. And this is after the Christmas season. And this is actually really important. Um, I want to invite everybody out on Sunday, January 13th to our Tangible Kingdom Huddle. You know, I didn't put a time on that because I'm just hoping for you guys that the Eagles are in a game on that day. But <laughs> sorry, it's not looking good right now. But, you know, you never know. Guys, this is huge, this, this idea of tangible kingdom. How can we make Jesus and his kingdom tangible to people who maybe don't know him. And that's what this is about. This is big. This is, this is a, our first huddle about 
really what I believe God is doing in this place and where we're going for the next era here at Hope. And I've been praying that we would have the same love for people who are lost that Jesus has. I, I pray that we would... Guys, Jesus came to seek and save the lost. And do you know Jesus is still doing that today? He's still seeking and saving lost people. And you know what's so cool? We get to be a part of that. And you know what I found? I found that Jesus is actually working in people's lives around me. Before I even get there, he's already seeking and saving. All I get to do is to come and to show up and to bless, do some party, have some meals, throw out an invitation. Because God's at work in people's lives, and we get to be a part of that. That's what Tangible Kingdom is about. And it's as simple as a blessing, as a party, as an invitation. So I want to invite you guys to come out. This, this is a big part of where we're going. We want the Great Commission to be our first priority here at Hope. So come be a part of this. If you're a leader, if you're in a small group, if you're in ministry, on a ministry team, we need you here. So I'm just praying that we would have the same passion that Jesus had for seeking and saving the lost people. And that's a passion in my heart, and I know you guys want to be a part of that. So this, this is where it starts. This is where we launch, Sunday, January 13th. So let's, let's wrap this up. Jesus came to seek and save the lost. Fills my heart with joy. Does that fill your heart with joy? He loves you that much. He would come as a baby to seek and save me and you. He's still doing that today. We have an incredible opportunity to join Jesus on that mission. And there's no better way to redeem Christmas this year than to spread some cheer. Amen? No better way. He came to give us life and life to the full. He came to seek and save the lost. I'm going to go out. I'm going to spread some Christmas cheer. You know it. But I know we all have friends. We all have family members, coworkers. There's someone on their team. And they are stuck in the circumstances of this world. And they need Jesus. And eternity is too long to get it wrong. Come on. Eternity is too long to get it wrong. So we want to spread some cheer this year. And we want to say there is a Savior that was born in the town of David. He is Christ the Lord. And we want to bring good news of great joy to every single person. And I believe your Christmas cheer can impact somebody's life. Your joy in this season can impact somebody else's life.